This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2022, and I am back with my good friend and co-host, Avi. We are back, and we are finally talking now about the classic, 1988 classic, uh, ghoulish, uh, fantasy-type comedy, Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton, and uh, one real, one real quick thing: um, if you like my content and you like my work, please share my podcasting channel platform with fifty of your friends, fifty plus of your friends, or even sixty, fifty or sixty of your friends. Please share to get the listener count up. Really appreciate that. With all that said, Avi, Beetlejuice. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Beetlejuice? Wait, 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 before you get into too many details, why were you scared by the ending? Because it's some kind of like, a, like, some kind of summoning the dead people, like, uh, or like, uh, you know, thunder or lightning, but that's all kind of horror stuff, the, uh, like, for you little kids, but to you. It, yeah, the movie, yeah, different parts of the movie definitely, definitely had scarier, horrific parts to it, whether it be the parts you're describing now or maybe from other things about it as well. Yeah, and also that's what to burn the beginning of us all his trademark of all his uh, film he does is make, makes very so gothic, you know, like just like in the Edward Scissorhands and, uh, and there's also the Nightmare Before Christmas and the uh, Something like, like all the fantasy world. Right, yeah, it definitely, definitely, he definitely does things involved with fantasy. Even like Corpse Bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, the Corpse Bride was, um, in the, yeah, like 2005 or so, yeah. Um, yeah. now, I know we're gonna get into a lot of details on why you really like Beetlejuice, and this is all about Beetlejuice today, but real quick, since we just briefly talked about the director, Tim Burton, uh, outside of Beetlejuice, what other Tim Burton movies do you also like? Well, we already talked about Batman movie, like... Yeah, and I like... Right, we went over Batman back in January to lead up to the Batman, and I do like when you said the, um... The ways that Tim Burton does, the one way you just said it, I forget the way you worded it, but the way that was also done well in Batman 89 with... I, the way you just described about Tim Burton's way of making things. I f- forget the exact wording you used, but yeah. yeah that's also good about the, all the, uh, the architecture. Like, you know, oh, okay, it's parts of, part, partly the architecture stuff as part of it. Okay, that's good, that's good. All right, so let's, let's quickly go over the quick storyline, what have you. Okay, it's about the spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home, into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. So that, that's kind of the short version of what it's all all about um okay we already said it's tim burton and he does similar things in other movies uh, okay let's go over some of the cast right now okay so this also stars alec baldwin alec baldwin gina davis and gina davis has been in a lot of stuff and alec baldwin baldwin has also been in a lot of stuff of course we'll get we'll surely get into at some point about michael keaton as beetlejuice and um what's that I was gonna say coming that was gonna say that next. So coming up soon. Um, we're gonna say well, I guess you, well, you said it first. I uh, Winona Ryder, but um, before Winona Ryder, I also want to say that um, the uh, the mom the mom of Home Alone, and she was also in um, that um, Netflix show. Um, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. We have yeah, which is we're having a uh, Catherine, Catherine Catherine O'Hara, and. Also. He's also best known the original stars of SCTV in the 70s with John Candy and Eugene O'Leary. Okay, all three of them? So some sort of like Canadian comedy type thing. It's like, like a Canadian yeah. Night Live. Okay. Yeah. And also, and also, she's also best known the voice in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah? Oh yeah, you mentioned a Nightmare Before Christmas as part of the um, Tim Burton-like things. Now, now, but here's the thing though. People often get this wrong that... The night, the Nightmare on Christmas was not directed, directed by like Tim Burton. It was somebody else. But Tim Burton had something involved, something involved with it outside of the directing aspect. It's like he's almost close to his own project. Yeah. And his style and the, and the casting and, and also the music collaboration. That yeah. With Danny Elfman. Oh yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. But, but let's talk a little bit about that right now in, reg- in regards to the music. Um. 
Anytime Danny Elfman does a musical movie score, it's pretty uh pretty neat stuff, right? About uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm just looking over the producer and director list. Yeah, very beautiful. I'm looking over the producer and director director list of director producer Tim Burton, and it does say um, you were mentioning some of the things he did. It was saying for producer count, he's uh, it says executive producer and announced of Beetlejuice two 2025. I'll believe it once they show a trailer. I really don't believe there's gonna be a Beetlejuice. I hope maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I really don't think there's gonna be a Beetlejuice two. But it says on the IMDb he's an executive producer and announced for a Beetlejuice two of 2025. And it said you were mentioning the 2000 something movie. What was it called? He was a producer of Corpse Bride, and was he directing that? Also, yeah, he yeah and he Corpse also Bride. directed Corpse Bride. What did you think of 2005's Corpse Bride, real quick? Well, sometimes it's very similar, like uh, like you all making of the Nightmare Before Christmas. But it's, 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 it's almost like a human uh, actually goes uh, married to the dead person where she's practicing as a vow for his wedding. But but he's married to the dead dead uh, cor- the Corpse Bride. They probably joined in the afterworld. Okay, it's just like what happened in Beetlejuice about Alec Baldwin and then Gina Davis are already dead and. Oh yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into we're gonna get into all that in a minute about them. I just want to go over quickly one one last thing about Tim Burton stuff. Uh, he's working uh, as an executive producer on a show called Wednesday, which I believe oh. uh, Christina Ricci is joining at some point, but not as her own oh, character, as a different character. It's a cameo thing as a different character, and uh, Tim Burton produced was a producer for Batman Forever, but we also know that was Joel Schumacher as the actual director. Right. And it would have been neat to see um, Tim Burton uh, direct uh, the third Batman, but that's not happening. You know that you know that Tim Burton also executive produced a cartoon version of Beetlejuice. Oh, let me see that. Hold on. Let me let me go. Was that the early '90s? You said. Let me check. Hold on. Early '90s. Early '90s. Let me just see. Let me see how long that ran for. Uh, 1990s. What did you say it was called? What was the name of the show? Oh, it was just called, oh, it said Beetlejuice, 1989 to, let me see the whole thing opening up. Beetlejuice TV series, uh, the Beetlejuice TV series ran from 1989 to 1991, so just 89 to 91, it was a 22-minute show, and it's an animated Beetlejuice for those two years. All right, interesting, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Beetlejuice was played. Uh, these are all different people. The TV show way different from the movie way. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, early eight, late eighties, early nineties had the brief animated Beetlejuice show. Okay. Loosely based on the film. That's yes, true. that's true. Loosely. Now that all that stuff's out of the way, we'll go back to what you said, leaving off at um, what we thought about the characters of Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis in regards to the whole the death and the spirits and how they regard also, to the other characters. Also, the, the early talk show host Dick Cavett was in that movie. Who? Dick Cavett, the early talk show host of the back in the late 60s, 70s. I don't, I, what's the name? Because I don't know who that is. Dick Dick Cavett. I'm going to try to look him up. I don't see him on the main page of credits. Hold on. Let me go to all, all top cast. Uh, what was the per- guy's name again? Dick Cabot. Yeah, the other Dick Cabot show. Other, oh, like, Dick, 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 Dick Cabbage? Cabot. Hold on, I'm Cabot. trying to... Cabot. C-A-B-E-T-T. Hold on, I'm trying to find the name. Oh, wait, Dick Cavett? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I see a Dick Cavett played a Bernard. Dick Cavett. D-I-C-K-C-A-V-E-T-T. Dick Cavett. Um, I don't know who that is, so I'm opening up his page now. He's a talk show. Oh, he was a talk show? It says you said he was a talk show host? Yeah, when I was on back in the 70s. Okay, yeah, I see something about him being a talk show host. Um, Dick Cavett, uh, actor, writer, producer, was born in 1936 in Nebraska, and it does not have a, and as of the, as of the time of this recording, it does not have a death date, so he's born in 1936, and he's still alive. He's still around. Still alive, still around, yeah, yeah, still around. Let me just see what it says about him. Um, yeah, uh, it, the, the, the talk show stuff has something to do in regards to him working with John. Johnny Carson. He had Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know who he was until you mentioned him. That's why I like having you on the movie discussions, because you mention these guys who I don't even know who they are until until you mention about them, and that makes me want to see more about who the people I don't know is. Uh, yeah, even okay. Robert Goulet, even Robert Goulet, Who's that? Who's that? 
the lounge singer, you know, with the mustache. Uh, oh. He's like, kind of like a next Frank Sinatra. Oh, uh, where is he? I don't, I'm still on Dick Cavett. You're already talking about a second guy getting me running over to uh, see who is who. Who's after Dick Cavett? Robert Goulet. Is he also in the movie? Beetle, Beetle, Beetlejuice? Yeah, that looks like... What's the name again? Wait, what's the name again? Robert Goulet. Robert something. Robert, Robert. Robert Goulet as Maxie Dean? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Oh, we'll we'll get to the final sequence towards the end. I want to build up to all that. We're just talking about uh, other stuff in the movie right now. Hold on, wait. He's right above Dick Cavett. I'm trying to open up uh, Robert Goulet right above Dick Cavett. Oh, come on, open it up. Open it up. It's not slow. Yeah, I know it's being slow right now. It's usually faster than this. I usually have pretty high speed internet. Come on, Robert, open up. Okay. Okay, now he was, now Robert Goulet um, was born in 1933, 1933 in uh, Massachusetts, and he had passed away in 2007 at age 73. Who, what was he known for? He's known for a lounge singer, like, become like a Frank Sinatra, you know, like a, you know, like a best-known mustache. It did say, it said he was in The Simpsons. Uh, as a voice, a voice acting, yeah. Cast. Like he's still like a, become a singer. Huh. He's also a singer. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he did all. He also does that early Broadway musical of uh, Camelot. That's a right. Lancelot. Right. If I, if I were to leave, if I should leave you. Yeah. Okay. He, he also sing in Toy Story too. Like, yeah, it did say it did say something about Toy Story too as well. Yes. He almost looks like a go- Gomez Adams, but except that it's very a big hair, big hair, bushy hair, and, uh, and he has a mustache. Yeah. All right, so we talked about those two guys. Now let's go back to um, the Beetlejuice itself, the movie. Now that we talked about those two guys that you taught me about, um, let's go into some details on. Yeah, we already we, we did say that Danny Elfman has really beautiful music. Um, let me see what other soundtracks. While I'm looking at the, the up the soundtrack, um, you did mention on that you really enjoyed this comedy movie Beetlejuice. Tell me all the different bullet points on all the different reasons on why you really really like this movie and all about why. Well, it becomes very cult classic. About even for my parents, they they enjoyed it about like uh, even because they love about the, the the acting and the and the setting about like. Uh, you know, it's kind of like almost like the afterworld about the lovely couple, but even though they, uh, they didn't know they got, even the first of all they love is Michael Keaton, the best known role as Beetlejuice, because it's early, early role for Michael Keaton. He's all wants to be like a comedian guy, but until like, like, the Batman, the other. That's the thing, Batman. that's the thing. Right after Beetlejuice, a year later with the Batman, I, what I, from what I read and watched a lot, is a lot of people at that time were concerned he was not going to be a good Batman. And they were writing in letters about it and all, but yeah. since 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 then, most well not most not everyone, but a lot some people do like him now as Batman a whole lot years later, and now he's going to thankfully come back in these other new um oh as an older Batman in these uh, current projects. But um, we're going to get to Beetlejuice in a bit because I, I want to get to the trivia later about what it says how how he's actually only in the movie for like 17 or 18 minutes of the 90 of the 90 minute run t- runtime which I we're going to get into talking about that but first the story and the characters um the, the the song that really stands out to me in all the soundtrack is where it says Deo. I remember in the movie with the Deo, they, yeah. Deo, Deo, Deo. Because that's where the
Well, everything's digitalized, but if some directors and producers are are uh, smart, that even though think most things are digitalized, they'll hopefully bring some things like um, more uh, practically or more done the the real way, like um, like t- like. Uh, with our Top Gun 2 Maverick hopefully coming up, uh, hopefully still keeps its release date and doesn't get moved again. Like, Tom Cruise for that said he would not come back unless it was all done for real practically and not with all the effects. So, that's why I can't wait to see how Top Gun 2 looks like that, making sure Tom Cruise has it done the right way. But yeah, the, the effects you mentioned, the way they did it for this movie, were very well done. Yeah. You're saying it, it. You're saying that it unknowingly um, foreshadowed the the uh, the, the nightmare the nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, not Elm Street. The nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, interesting. That's, if that's the case about. Items that becomes a later later time about the the bird's career. Even the the sandworms. It oh, also the sandworms. Also makes a also in the, the Nightmare Before Christmas, but uh, but it's a small orange one. As a Christmas gift. Nice. Wow. Wow. So, just that's interesting about all that. Now, just so that we're on the same page, I want you to go to the top of the front of the top of the top page of the trivia and let's go over some of the stuff we both like about there. Like we said, how before we started, it says at the very first line of trivia, this is Michael Keaton's favorite film of his own. So, let's just look from the top of the page and go scroll down from there. Any trivia we both like. Okay, the studio, the studio originally wanted to call the film House Ghosts. As a joke, Tim Burton suggested the name Scared Sheetless and was horrified when the studio actually considered using it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the Deo, the Deo, it said right below that. Uh, yeah, the title. Right below that Deo, Tim Burton feared the Deo sequence wouldn't go over well, since in his, since in his opinion, it wasn't very funny. He turned out to be wrong. Audience loved it and think of it as one of the film's most iconic scenes. Yeah, that's that, that when they said when I saw the soundtrack said Deo, one of the first things I remember in the movie is that whole Deo them dancing to it. Like that's it stood out as the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, and the lip syncing of it too. Yeah, and the lip syncing. Yeah, even the also uh, sometimes like even the about so surprisingly when they sit down to relax. That's that's interesting. That's nice. Okay, so next, I wanted to say. It said that Michael Keaton ad-libbed Michael Keaton ad-libbed 90% of his lines. That sounds very interesting. He ad-libbed 90%. Like some kind of improv. Yeah, the improv was great. Yeah, yeah. Even like he mentioned about the way qualification, like I like I like your enthusiasm because you must be saying some lines from the movie and we're gonna go we're gonna add your your humor funny to that later on too because I like how you just said all that so the way you know the way you like really went through those lines enthusiastically and knowing exactly how to hit the notes. I, I like that. That's good comedy humor for this podcast, and we're going to do more of those lines later on. I love it. It's great. Next, I want to say, it said, interestingly, in regards to DVDs and Netflix, it said that Beetlejuice was the first DVD sent out by Netflix in 1998. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It said, but it was said, the first, meaning the very first DVD movie sent was DVD by Netflix, 98 Beetlejuice. Very interesting. 
Um, let's see. Next, it says title character. Yes. Yes. I, I, I originally, originally when I saw that trivia, I thought I read somewhere where it was 17 or 18 minutes. But at least according to that new line, maybe they dropped the 17 and 18 to the, to the 14.5. Michael Keaton playing the title character only appears 14 and a half minutes of the film. I thought it was 17 or 18, but I guess it's 14.5. Uh, so, except about the part about where he shows about after the Maitland's Fire Pass, where he discovered the handbook about, he shows about like a darker room of, of you just reading a newspaper. They show the back of his head about only while he's reading it. And also he has his own advertisement, own the advertisements about the about having trouble about the, uh, the advertisement on Hold television. on, I, if you're, if you're, if you said that part already has trivia things, I don't think I got that far down yet. So let's, oh, just, uh, oh in general, you just came to mind, okay. What happened with it exactly? Say that again. Because you know that uh, Michael Keaton of uh, Beetlejuice only came like uh, only saw briefly about the beginning about this when he reads a newspaper and the, the magazine, and even when he reads a picture where we where we introduce only in the back, and then saw him again like when they saw the adver- his own advertisement. Oh, okay, something about something something about advertisements. All right, now who was I, they're saying something very interesting about a song they did with mentioning a, a, an actor's name. Do you know who Glenn? Glenn Saddix was as an Otho. Who Saddix. is that? Otho, you know, the big guy with the. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I know. The, now that they show the picture, I know who he's talk, they're talking about. Oh. Yeah, it said uh, that he died in September 2010. And it said, in regards to that, it said that the last song performed at his memorial service was Deo, the ban- Banana Boat song, which was used in the dinner party scene. Oh, wow. For the memorial service, they used that song again for him? Wow. Yeah, it's a memory about do you Do you know the lyrics? Like, how that song goes exactly? Or? Deo, 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 Nice, nice, very good, very good. Yeah. All right. Also, ironically, the the writer Glenn Shedex works again. Also, a year later, the black black comedy, and that it's almost like a cigarette called Heather's. What? Winona, well, the Winona Ryder is a part of the Heather's movie, right? Who else? Who else? Who else did you say outside of Winona Ryder? Uh, Glenn Shedex, the actor plays Alta, works Okay, some other, some other actor as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm just scrolling down, seeing what other bits of trivia we both like. Here, here's the thing I was telling you about in regards to Hawaii. It said that the movie's box office success created plans for a sequel, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii. A script was commissioned, but anyway, long story short, they never made it, but in the early 90s, there was a talk of a Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii, is long story short. Uh, even also, they, it turns out they already made it about Broadway musical that since 2019 before this COVID lockdown. Wait, what happened about what happened with what? Say that again. They already made a, a Beetlejuice. It's also a Broadway musical in 2019. It, it came out. A Broadway musical came out in 2019 about Beetlejuice. Yeah. How was it? Was it any good? Did people see it? Well, sometimes good. I, I didn't see it, but even too bad they they stopped running it due to the COVID lockdown. Okay. Oh, something about during almost before COVID and lockdown. Okay. All right. Well, all right. That's interesting, too. Then it says about a snake scene. The snake scene had been filmed before Michael Keenan was cast as Beetlejuice. And the animatronic snake used bore no resemblance to him. See, that's what I'm talking about. The whole practical effects and the different things that aren't like an, 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 an anatomical snake. That's really neat to as part of like the scenes and the effects about all that. Yeah. Because you know, it's like how you can decide if it comes out uh, like a, if it's like a big uh, sandwich, but it's like a, but there's a double, double headed, you know, like right. a, one looks like an outer skin, but right. it shows like a, a big, a big one, right. one. Right. Now you were mentioning briefly a bit ago about something about shrimp and stuff. It says, according to Dick Cavett, because you mentioned that actor's name earlier, according to Dick Cavett, Tim Burton tried to film the scene where shrimp jump off the plates and attack the dinner party by by positioning stagehands beneath the table and throwing them. Cavett suggested placing the shrimp on their faces, filming them, filming them as they fell fell off, then running the film in reverse, which Burton did. So that goes back to shrimp and Dick, Dick, Dick Cavett. Um, Here's another one about that. The movie said it takes place in Southern Connecticut. The movie was filmed in a small town in East Corinth, Vermont. A small creek which runs through the town was was dammed up to provide deeper water for the covered bridge scene. The covered bridge for the sea was built on Chicken Farm Road near a village. 
The maintenance house was a facade, was a facade built in a farm field, 100 yards from uphill, but from the bridge for exterior shots only. Hold on. The town post office, the, the nice building with a bad roof, is visible from the field. Wait a sec, I don't see, you're further down, I didn't get to... It's further up. It's oh, it's further up? Past. Okay. Yeah, what is that all about then? Because how they, where they filmed it, it takes place, but it's a very rare thing, it's not like you filmed in Canada or... Or New York or something. Yeah, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up the location stuff in a little bit, but we're still on the trivia page. Um, I did want to say that long it says now, along with Spaceballs 1987, Big 1988, and Caddyshack 2 1988, it is notable for con- it is notable for containing the F word in a film rated PG during the PG-13 era. That's interesting yeah. about that. Even sometimes if it's a PG-13, but sometimes there's an F word. There's also might show disturbing content mm. like it where. They're were, were they waiting in the reception? The one who works uh, that looks like a like a you know, like a Miss, Miss Beauty contest. You know, the green skin, the red hair, the woman about reception. Right. While she died by showing her the wrist, this slit wrist. That's very too disturbing. That's why they when they show on television. They cut the scene. Like even they cut the F word. Right. Hold on a sec. Let, let me see. Oh, they cut. Yeah, they said about the cutting of the F words. Yeah. Now it says. Uh, Beetlejuice, the title character, doesn't appear until 25 minutes into the film and ultimately appears in less than 20% of the film in its entirety. Michael Keaton spent only two weeks filming. Interesting trivia. Well, maybe because he has, a, has to be ready for his makeup or, or has to practice his own app. Yeah, the, the improv. The right. Like yeah. Well, I like, I like, I like when movies and shows put um different um improvs. And uh, like I said, even though it supposedly says 2025 with Tim Burton being involved for a possible Beetlejuice 2, I'll believe that when we see a trailer. I really do not think that a Beetlejuice 2 is ever going to come out, and that if it does, it's probably going to be bad, like how Coming to America 2 was. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's another interesting fact. Michael Keenan bases performance of Beatrice on Chop Top from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. Keenan, Michael Keenan was the yes. later co-star of Chop Top himself, Bill Mosley, in the 2002 HBO movie Life of Baghdad, released 14 and a half years later. Oh, is that at the top or the middle? Uh, it's like a little, uh, further, a little further down after, like, uh, uh, the PG-13. A little bit, a little bit below the PG-13. Okay, I'm just trying to follow along. All right, cool, cool. Oh yeah, now I see it about the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? A little, a little bit below that. Yeah, I see. Okay. Um, oh, based his performance on. Got you. Okay. Um, let me see. See, I'm scrolling down, passive. I'm scrolling, scro- scrolling, seeing what else they said here about different parts, because I also want to get to. Um, I also wanted to get to the some quotes of the movie, which you seem to know. No, and I like how you did those lines. Um, Passionately, um, Kirby. Yeah, we, I have to get you back to that same line again and other lines because you really made a lot of funny humor in the way you delivered those lines. Also, the, the skeleton head on top of Beatrice Barry Garrell was remarkably, remarkably like Jack Skeleton, a skeleton figure which Superman had been drawing since 1982, and would ultimately be used as the main character of the Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas Burn co wrote and produced. Okay, that that's about all that there, alrighty. Now, I'm just trying to follow along with everything you're saying. Now, we were talking in the beginning a little bit about, um, or maybe off, off the, offline about it, the, um, Alec, Alec Baldwin. It says right here in parts of, further down from all of that stuff, it says, um, Alec Baldwin dislikes the film and was very unhappy with his performance. Well, okay, knowing that, that whether he gets himself into trouble or not, if they really are going to do a second one, at least according to that line where it says he dislikes the film and was very unhappy with his performance, then maybe he wouldn't show up if they did a second one. Well, maybe because is it all because he can't read the line where he wears? No, I don't know why exactly. It just said it just said that um, he dislikes the film and was very unhappy with his performance. But we like him about because he was very rare. Cause I, I think I think he did a good job in what I saw him of at the point. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Yeah, I, I think everybody. We never know how he looks younger yeah. with his glasses on. That he's very skinny. Yeah, I, yeah, he did look or skinny. Like so. I, I listen for whether I know the actors' names or not. Like you taught me the names of two actors I didn't even know of till you mentioned. That's what got me learning about things when we have these discussions. I think whether I knew the actors or not, did or didn't know them, um, they everybody did a pretty pretty. Uh, 
pretty decent um job as all their characters, I would say. Yeah. You know, sometimes like uh, you know, sometimes uh, um, 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 um
But the funny part in the, in, the, in, the, in the afterlife, you know, when you enter reception, the, the sign that says, uh, the sign, the, our, our reality, our reality, there's exit signs, no way to be out. But in the afterlife, there's a down the sign that says no exit. This means there's no turning back if you're coming back from the dead, you know? Nice. What else you got? What else? Oh, yeah, here's another quote I like. It is uh, about the. Let's turn on the juice and see what shakes loose. Oh, uh, yeah, the juice loose, yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh, even best not every time you mention ask Beatrice to say this name three times. Uh. Beatrice says, it's showtime. Oh, uh, yeah. I love I love how he delivers the it's showtime line. Yeah. And um, speaking of which, I want to go into real quick the uh, tagline section. They, the show has, the movie has a few different taglines, including the one you said there. Uh, let me go to the tagline section of this. I love when the movie show the tagline section. Uh, taglines. Here we go. Uh, say it once, say it twice, but we dare you to say it three times. He's guaranteed to put some life in your afterlife. Spinning head. He's the ghost with the most. In this house, if you see... Yeah, well, I love your line of deliveries. Uh, in this house, if you've seen one ghost, you haven't seen them all. And the name and laughter from the hereafter. Wow, so that's like six different, six different possible taglines for the movie. Wow. Right. Nice. Even sometimes, uh, even if you watch a trailer about the announcer goes for the about the tagline, right? The movie. Yeah, exactly. And and I like how the parts where they say in the movie about like if you say the name Beetlejuice three times and how that does stuff. So it's interesting. Um, before we give some more details and thoughts and opinions and what, of what um, Avi really likes about Beetlejuice, if you guys have made it this far, I just want to let you know that in our next in our next co-hosted movie discussion, Avi and I will also be talking about another classic, hilarious movie um, by the by the great um, great and funny director uh, M- M- uh, Mel Mel Brooks with 19 1974's Blazing Saddles. So the next time we work together to discuss movies of comedies, this is our first of four comedies we're about discussing. Right now is the first of four is Beetlejuice, which I hope you're enjoying so far with the way um, the way that Ali's delivering all this content. And uh, but yeah, then our next co-hosted movie discussion, we're gonna be over going over 1974's uh, Blazing Saddles. So um, if you're liking uh, Beetlejuice, check us out with Blazing Saddles next time. Now we're back into talking about Beetlejuice. Um, what other, um, I know there's a lot you liked about the movie. I guess what I want to ask now before we get to more about what you liked about the movie, is there anything in this 90 minute, 90 minute or so, I know you like a lot about it. Is there anything about Beetlejuice that you could, that didn't like as much or things you don't really like? Or is it, or do you like more than you don't like? Wait, did you wait? Uh, did you are you saying did you like Catherine O'Hara's character or did you not like her? Or are you some? I like her. Yeah, yeah. I like her so much. Yeah, yeah, she does a really um, she does a really good job in uh, like you said, she she sheets sheets creek. She does a good job as the mom oh. on sheets creek, and of course, of course, as the mom. I like her. I like her, and I like her voice acting. And I like voice acting. How much of how much of a Nightmare Before Christmas was she in? Like, how much of a role was she in a Nightmare Before Christmas? She voices a love interest of Jack Skellington as a Sally. She's okay. Voice Sally, like a, she's like a rag, like a rag doll, but the but that lives in it. Hmm. So she liked how she voice acted, voice movie that, and she sings, and she sings, and, and sings, yeah, and I, and I and I guess really outside of the singer in the Beetlejuice, the only thing I really know her from, where I also like as a mom, is as the mom in the first in the first two Home Alone movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Macaul- Macaulay Culkin is already over forty now. Yeah, over forty, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very mature role. Yeah, he. I heard that Iron Macaulay Culkin was the guest star in the American Horror Story. Yeah, he's in more mature, more mature type roles now. Yep. Yeah. 
Let's see. Well, his brother got successful in Kierkegaard Culkin in, in succession. Right. Now, oh, okay, that's all very interesting about all that. Um, we A bit ago, we were talking about, you were talking during the trivia part about filming locations. So I'm going to uh, open up the filming locations now so we'll see exactly the different places that they filmed in. It looks like filming was in a part of Verma, uh, Ver- Vermont, somewhere in Vermont, uh, East Something yeah. something about Vermont. Then it says Vermont again. Vermont. Then it says Vermont a third time. Three different places in Vermont. A lot of Vermont in three yeah. different places. And then it said um, in Culver City, California. It's not like you're in Canada or like... No, it doesn't say anything about Canada. It just says Vermont three times and then Culver City, California. Well, Culver City, California, if you're in like a soundstage or something, like if you're in special effects, like a special effects, like you're inside the model of the, of the, of the Adams Project or the... Uh, Adams, you know, the town, the town of uh, Baldwin created, or because you're in the afterlife, you know, like the afterlife world, like a hallway or the reception desk. Right. It's something like you're in a special effects city. Yeah, that, uh, right. Well, speaking of which, what did you think of this movie, Special Effects, again? How'd you like the special effects? Well, I like about all the stuff, like, uh, even, even I like about the special effects with Alec Baldwin, Barbara Regina Davis, uh, Change their faces, how they scare, the alter way to scare people. Like they, Alec Baldwin pulled his nose and uh, uh, mouth. Like oh, that was good. That was a good scene right there. Yeah, that was good. How you described the bird. Yeah, that was a very, that was a very creative scene. How that was done. Now speaking of which, speaking of which, since you mentioned, just mentioned uh, Gina Davis, um, she's also like in a lot of other movies as well. What, um, what are your thoughts on Gina Davis? Did you like her in any other movies, Gina Davis? Well, before before Beatrice, she used to she used to co-date with the she used to date with the Jeff Goldblum. But that's also reference to the the, the fly. You know, the yeah, the fly. fly the, she, the, she was in the fly movie with him, right? The fly type movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, and also in their career, she stopped the stars at Thelma and Louise. And, right, and Thelma and Louise. Uh, she was in movie and the baseball movie. Oh, and that baseball movie, yeah. But, but the baseball movie. Now back to um Thelma and Louise for a sec. That was with the um what was the other woman's name? So, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. And for, um, and for women, for women, they of course know for women that they got their first, one of their first shots of seeing, uh, Mr. Brad Pitt in that movie. But yeah, that's uh, like also, but just as briefly, like 10 minutes. Yeah, before, yeah, real brief, like, though. But that's where the Brad Pitt career got started. Yeah. Now, true, also true about all that. Yes. Now, like we said, we like we read in the trivia for you guys, it said that um, uh, Michael Keenan as Beetlejuice was only in the movie for 14 and a half minutes of the 90 minute runtime. Even though it feels like he's there longer, he's actually there in that small amount of selected time. And I got to tell you, I really like him uh, as an actor. I really, really like him, uh, you know, as Batman and Michael Keaton. Uh, but, but yeah, Batman and Bruce Wayne in the first two original Batman movies. And I like him also in non-Batman stuff. Anything, you could put Michael Keaton in anything. Even if, even if it's a bad movie, if I see Michael Keaton in it, he makes the movie just a bit better just by being in it for me. Right, before we wait, before we get to his how he looked, back to the wedding thing at the end. So you said towards the end of the movie there's a wedding scene where what happens with the wedding scene? Like he was trying to uh, try to marry Lydia, like uh, to join join her. But you know that, but then that, but that's the case of that. Uh, Adam and Barbara tried to stop her. Like uh, he was fighting about the Beatrice uh, pulled the uh, pulled his teeth out. So the, uh, like, the teeth uh, out. That teeth out was a very good scene. How that was done with the teeth out. That was good. Yeah. Even though uh, also sometimes like. Good thing about the other, like a uh, little like a dwarf actor plays like a preacher. The preacher so uh, makes a. Uh, for the wedding, and then it comes out from the from the fireplace type, right? So, uh, and also another thing I like about this, uh, the, nothing about another thing is, but those good special effects is about future turns up with a giant snake. Also, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, I was talking about the snake and part of the uh, part of the thing it said about the whole movie. Yeah. So let's see. Um, we talked about Tim Burton, the director. 
We talked about all the with all the different characters, well known and the ones you taught me three, two 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 actors and one actress about the not so well known. Well, they actually were in a lot of stuff, but yeah, those were names I had to look up to see what they were all in. Uh, then we went over a lot of the trivia. You delivered some really hilarious, funny lines on some of the lines in the movie. Uh, we uh, and we talked about the special effects. We talked about Denny Elfman's music. Um, is there anything? Before any anything before we give it before anything before we give this movie a greater rating of anything that we have not uh, yet that we have not yet said about Beetlejuice that you still want to mention that uh, we didn't get to uh, yet. Well, the Beetlejuice, uh, the, the, the the spelling of his name Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, the spelling. B e t e e l g e u s e. It's actually named one of the stars of the constellation Orion. So that well, even though they kind spelling, of yeah. about they thought Beetlejuice like uh, the bugs or like a beetle, like bugs like a beetle. Uh, together with juice, like right, juice right. So, in other words, there were different spellings about the different ways to spell it all. Um, I'm gonna spell it. I'm gonna spell it the way that the IMDb has it as its way it's spelled. But yes, there were parts where, depending on which thing is which, there could be slightly different spellings depending on how it's all done. Yeah. Yeah, that's true about the spelling. That's a good thing to say about the spelling. Anything else outside the spelling you want to mention that we haven't yet dis discussed yet about the movie? Um, about yeah, anything else that wasn't already been mentioned that you still want to get out there to say? Also, Adam Bravo tried to also alterate to scare the. Who? 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 Alec Baldwin and Davis. So the, the, the nothing you have to scare the people away is like like traditionally you had to wear a sheet around uh, over your head. Right. Some were like walking, walking like you're like we're supposed to do, but now they show that they they are gliding. They are gliding or something, but they're, they're gliding like a real ghost. Oh, nice. Even uh, when they take the picture, her photo resulted as as no feet because it looks like an Adam and Barbara are gliding as a ghost. So something about a ghost, about the ghost in the lighting. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so let's see. All right, so we had a. I think we talked a whole lot about all different parts about it. We towards the end we got about the locations in there, uh, which did not include. What'd you say, Canada? It did not include Canada, uh, but we said Vermont and uh, Culver City, California. We went through all that different, different all different uh, aspects about the movie. Um, let's see. Okay, so. Uh, fans, people that like the movie rated this a 7.5 out of 10 for them. Uh, for, uh, Avi, if Avi had, if Avi had to greater rate how his enjoyment level of a great level, greater rating level of Beetlejuice 1988, how would you greater rate this film? Uh, like a 7.9, almost to 8, almost to the 8. Almost to eight, not quite, not, not quite at 8, but 7.9. Is that a 7.9 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you gave it. You gave it. Uh, four more. Comedy. Yeah, it's a good, really, really hilarious comedy. Very classic comedy. You gave it four more than the um, more than the uh, the uh, fans on IMDb gave it seven point five. So a seven point nine is slightly higher than seven point five. So that's so that's good. Yeah, I would give it a um. I'd give it a letter grade of a B. It's a good movie. It's a funny movie. Very um. I think it's I think it's rewatchable for the way you deliver those lines and the whole a a a AOC uh, uh, um whatever those lot all the different stuff and especially like also the the, the fourteen minutes that uh, Beetlejuice Michael Keenan's in it like it seems like he's in there longer but it's only fourteen minutes and I just think yeah. again with with Tim Burton's direction and how he does the different special effects and the snake the snake and the teeth and all that stuff the way that was done how it looked to put all that how he creative it was really good stuff um, yeah I'd give it a B or um, yeah like you said like uh, yeah yeah you're right about about right with a seven point nine out of ten and. Um, yeah, well, if you had to, um, if you had to describe Beetlejuice in like one to three words, the movie for people, if they've never seen it before, in one to three words, one, two, or three words, how would you describe the Beetlejuice movie for people who haven't yet seen it? Uh, one, like three names. Yeah, one, one, two, or three words. Well, one, two, three, say his name three times, uh, uh, come on time and say it's showtime with, uh, with the voiceover. 
Wait, are we going with Beetlejuice being said three times or something about Showtime? Which is it? You can't have too much. Showtime. Yeah, that's good. You would say, uh, all right, for people that haven't seen it to, to, to get them hooked on, it's, sh it, it's Showtime. It's Showtime. It's Showtime. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's Showtime. That's good. All right. Now we just reached, we have just reached the 49 minute mark. So I hope you really enjoyed all the details, thoughts, and opinions, uh, that Avi had to say about Beetlejuice. I think I think we got a good recording here and if you really like this please don't forget to share this with 50 or 60 of your friends so I can get my 50 plus listeners back or and stayed and stayed steady for all the great podcasts yet to come in the future and please come back in our next co-hosted podcast as we're going to go over all the fun little crazy things about 1974's Blazing Saddles by Mr. Director Mel Brooks Mel Brooks Blazing Saddles coming up next thank you thank you so much Avi and and tell, tell the fans and listeners one more thing before we close out. Uh, well, sometimes uh, uh, I enjoyed, like, uh, enjoyed visiting, like, uh, Vermont about this. And be, be sure to look out for the, to find the, the cemetery that says Beach is pointing downwards. Did they use a real cemetery? Uh, did they use a real cemetery? Uh, grave. Did they use that for real, or is that fake there for it's Vermont? A, it's a special effects. Oh, it's just special effects. Well, it's something about special effects, but if you want to see parts of where the f movie was filmed and you're on the East Coast, check out the state of Vermont. Be as gothic as all as Lydia is. Oh, be also be as also be as gothic as um Winona 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 Ryder's character was. Be as gothic as she is. Be as gothic as Winona Ryder was, and don't forget check don't forget to check out all the cool gothic scenes in Batman 1989. So Batman in 18 also by Tim Burton. Check out all the great neat uh, gothic scenes that Batman 89 had, and check out uh, Winona. How do you say her character's name again? Winona Ryder. Yeah, well, that's the her her actress uh, the, the actress name. What's her character's name? Lydia. Lydia. Check out Lydia. Uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Winona Ryder such Lydia in all the what gothic type things that are in of her inside of Beetlejuice. Hello. Like, uh, all, all the gothic making. Yeah, yeah, the gothic parts of her. And also, if you like act, the gothic parts of her in Beetlejuice, you froze up a bit. You're fr you're freezing up. Uh, check her out in Gothically in Beetlejuice. And also, if you like her work, he also recommended you check her out in Heather's, the Heather's movie. Yeah. I didn't see a movie, but I saw a preview. It's very similar, like, uh, to direct a dark comedy in the high school. Wait, yeah, well, I don't think he directed that one, though. Who do, who directed Heather's? No, he directed uh, uh, Mike, Michael or Okay. Yeah, well, Michael. if you like anybody, if anybody likes actress Winona Ryder, check out also her work in Heather's and whatever other possible projects that she was in. So, very good. Cool. All right, man, we got, we got a lot of good stuff in this. Thank you so much, Avi. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Awesome. See you around. See you around. Thank you. And this. Okay. And this has been our co-host Avi. It's been Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out.